And welcome to another episode of Stuck on Sport. Uh, today I've got Jordan Paraskevis here. How are you, Jordan? I'm um, good, thanks, Jimmy, mate. How are you? Very well, thank you. We're all about the AFL Round 18 season today. Not a lot that happened elsewhere this week, but today it's all about the footy. Uh, yeah, true, isn't A couple of decisive uh, wins for some teams on the weekend. Uh, shock upset. And, uh, you know, the final series is really starting to form itself now. But there's still some some wiggle room for some of the other teams who are on the fringe of the top eight. Yeah, we're at round 19. And still, I think there's 12 teams that can legitimately make finals. So it's, it's going to be a very interesting few weeks. The first game that we're going to start with is a Friday night clash between Richmond... Uh, 1-1-1, defeating St Kilda 57. Uh, this wasn't the best of games. I no, was there on the Friday night. It was good to be there, but uh, really Richmond showed their class early and never let the Saints have a sniff. Yeah, well, a really big win by the Tigers here, just solidifying their, uh, themselves as the number one team in the competition. Uh, really big game by Dion Prestia this week, really, really impressive. He's going to be really dangerous come uh, September action. But um, yeah, the Tigers look hard to beat at the G. And they weren't even at the G, they were at, <laughs> at Etihad. Yeah. So, um, but no, but um, all points aside, the Tigers are the team to beat this year. And uh, save a few upsets, they potentially could go back to back. Yeah, I, I think. Uh any, anyone who has a bit of sense about them will be tipping Richmond to go back-to-back at this point. I don't see any other uh, team really contending them at the moment, especially at the MCG. The unfortunate thing for the rest of the competition is the main contenders, apart from, say, Collingwood, who's up the ladder, um, are all interstate sides and don't play at the MCG. So, Which is a shame because... That's where the grand finals play. I know, so. but it's also a shame for those interstate teams because that's the, at the moment, that's the only chink in the Richmond armour in that they yeah. struggle. Uh, they, seem to, yeah. they seem to struggle interstate, yeah. If only they could have lost a few more games away from the, um, at the MCG, sorry, then they might be fighting for finals matches interstate, but mm. that won't be happening because Richmond are going to finish either one or two and going to be getting their home games at the G. Correct. So we'll get um, into talking about some of the players now. I thought Dustin Martin was fantastic. Uh, Dion Prestia was fantastic as well, kicking the three goals. Um, Kane Lambert had a a really interesting game as well. He's having a good season, Kane Lambert. He is. Um, He's picked up probably seven or eight votes in the JLS Player of the Year Award so far this season, and it's uh, looking like he's putting together a really good season in what could be a premiership year for the Tigers. Well, he sure is, and he goes as a bit of an unsung hero for the Tigers at times. Uh, I mean, we always talk about 
the Dusties or the Jack Revolts uh, or the Josh Caddies. But Kane Lambert, he is putting together, as you said, a really good year. And it's the smaller players, the lesser known or less talked about players for for the Tigers, which like help make a difference and build up this fantastic team. Absolutely. Um, on the Saints side, at least they're performing better now than what they were at the start of the season between between those first uh, fourteen rounds or so. But now, now on Friday night, it wasn't the best performance, especially early uh, in the first quarter and the second quarter. Richmond just looked way ahead of them, and they just gave up too many easy goals, I thought. Yep. Um, and they didn't ever give themselves a chance at challenging Richmond. So it, it was unfortunate that they did that, because I really think that um, St Kilda has the talent on their list to to really push for a final spot in the coming years. Uh, but they need to show more than that. They do. And um, perhaps in this year or these years to come, they might pick up a player or two, which just kind of adds a bit more of a spark to that midfield or to that forward line. We've spoken in the past about how the Saints are a good team, but they don't have like a real superstar to get them over the line or push them. In a similar sense that I know that they're a bit more ahead of where the Gold Coast were in terms of their, in terms of their development, but um, at the time when Gold Coast had Gary Ablett, mm. Like, they had that one superstar who the yeah. rest of the team could form around and, like, progress with. So, I think that's what the Saints are lacking at the moment. But, uh, Jim, you had the votes for the game? I did, yes. I gave the one vote to uh, the man we just spoke about, Kane Lambert. Uh, 23 touches. He kicked a goal as well. He's really consistent, really hard at the footy, breaks the lines, really liked his game. So one vote to Kane Lambert. Yeah, beautiful. Two votes to Dusty Martin, back to his almost best. Uh, especially, he was back to his best in the first half. Fell a li- away a little bit in the second half, which can be forgiven because the game was already won by them. Yep. He had the 30 touches, 20 of them kicks. So if he's getting 20 kicks a game, Richmond are m- probably winning 99% of the time. Yeah. Uh, so a great game from Dusty Martin. And three votes, we uh, said... We both think it's probably the best on ground to down Preston. Yeah, absolutely. Kick the three goals, uh, 26 touches, uh, really impressed with his game. So a really impressive performance by the Ties and Dion Prestia. All right, the next game we have is Collingwood 130 defeating North Melbourne to uh, 64. So a 66-point victory for the Pies in what was a really important game for them to really assert their dominance on the rest of the finals contenders. Yeah, Moz, I mean, I'm stoked with this result to come back after the uh, <clears throat> the loss to West Coast uh, in the round before. This was just fantastic. I mean, six-goal o- opening quarter, which kind of killed the contest in the early in the early part of the piece. Um, the Pies were just fantastic. They had Darcy Moore as a late out, which I thought might be a, b- a bit of an issue, but Josh Dacos came into the team and had a game-high 20, I think it was six disposals. So, mm. really, really good game by by someone who said that he was planning to go out for lunch um, and then got called in with 10 minutes to go. So, fantastic result for the Pies. Yeah, really interesting uh, swap there of players too. Um, Dacos for more. For more. Um, you, you'd think they'd go another a key defender because that's the role he's been playing so far. So, yeah. a, a very interesting swap. Yeah, I know. Uh, they obviously thought that they... 
would want the leg speed instead of the height down back. They ended up playing Jeremy Howe on Ben Brown, which was originally going to be Darcy Moore's role, and um, it seemed to work out well. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, just a fantastic result for the Magpies. I'm super pleased. Um, four goal hauls to Brody Majacek, who kicked three in the opening quarter. Uh, Dugowie, who's just a star and is possibly in some All-Australian uh, contention. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's as, close. Yeah, and uh, Jane Stevenson and Will Hoskin-Elliott both had three as well. So, you know, this rejigged forward line that Buckley has made this year with Majacek, Stevenson and, and Hoskin-Elliott, I mean, even though... So they've got Cox down there, and Cox, you kick, kick to goal, but it's this medium-sized mid-forward uh, line now, which seems to be doing a fair amount of damage, which I'm... Uh, which I'm enjoying, to be honest. Yeah, uh, Sean Higgins and Ben Cunnington continue to rack up the the possessions for North Melbourne. Cunnington get another, getting another thirty possessions and fifteen contested. Higgins with thirty three, so they're in some good form. But it really didn't help them this week because the class of Collingwood's midfield uh, was just too great. Yeah, I mean, as we said, Howe did the really good job on Ben Brown. He only kept into two goals, so you know Coleman. Medal leader was kept quiet, and Matt I think Schoenberg we can was safely good say Coleman medalist now. Oh yeah, so. definitely, definitely. Uh, yes, but now I mean the Roos have lost three of their past four games, and their percentage has gone down by six points. So it's going to make their finals bit a lot harder now uh, because you know they're floating down to that part of the team. Uh, like they've, they've floated down to that part of the ladder where there's some danger from oh, teams who... a yeah. lot of danger there. Yeah. I actually don't expect them to make the finals from here now. I think there, there's a lot of teams around that uh, spot that are really coming hard late and in some really good form. Um, Hawthorne's around there. Actually, North Melbourne's 10th at the moment, so they've gone way down. Um, I think Hawthorne, Melbourne, Geelong will all finish above them. Depending on where, who they have in the next few weeks, I'm not sure, but uh, Essendon's really coming hard as well. They're on the same amount of wins as Essendon and Adelaide, mind you. So it, it's a really, it's going to be a really close end to the season. I've got my uh, first stat for you for the uh, for the show, Jim. Yeah, hit me up. Yeah, um, so this was the biggest score that the Kangaroos have conceded all year, really? the 130 oh, points. Okay. Yep. That is interesting. Yeah, so... The, the last game they gave up a lot of points was... The shootout against the Bombers, where yeah. both teams kicked over 100 points. Mm. So th- that is an interesting uh, stat to see that they weren't able to score themselves this time, but they did concede as much. That's right. So uh, maybe there's a defensive uh, mishap happening in the last few weeks with the with the Kangaroos. We'll suss that out a little bit more. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so I had the votes for yeah. this game. Uh, so. I gave the one vote to Jordan Dugowie. Uh Had a really good game, Jordan Dugowie. You know, he has like that venom in that, that he can inject into a game and it can really put a team uh, to sleep. So he had the 19 disposals off six marks, uh, six tackles, but he kicked four goals. And, you know, when Buckley decides to swing him from the midfield into the forward line, it can mean danger for the opponent team, absolutely. I have the two votes to Taylor Adams. He had a really good game, Tay Adams. He had 28 disposals, had the 10 tackles and kicked a goal as well. Uh, is He's the future of the Collingwood midfield. You know, if he works on his disposal efficiency a bit, he's going to be a really good player in the coming years. But uh, I had to give the three votes to Scott to Pendlebury. Um, you know, you can always rely on Pendles. 
Uh, he's the dependable man. He can get the job done. He had 30 disposals, uh, had six tackles as well. For all those at the start of the year, including Mike Sheehan, who call, who said that he was no longer an A-grade player, uh, you can stick that you up your really fucking ass. That against you, right? yeah, you've yeah. that a few times. Yeah, I didn't give a shit, man. What so player... Only Scott Pendlebury can bounce the ball. And off a pigeon's a pigeon, back, and then it, it comes, comes back to him perfectly, to and it leads to a goal. Yeah, only Scott Pendlebury. Only Scott Pendlebury. Because time stops, you know, he's got all the time in the world. It's like he's in the Matrix. Like everything just slows down a little bit. He gets, he, gets, he gets the walk around. It's just fantastic. So, Scotty P with the three votes. He's a gun. Mike Sheehan, shove it up your ass. All right. On to the next game, <laughs> which was the weirdest game I've seen in years, I think. The biggest upset I've seen, Ooh, yeah. I reckon, this decade. This decade, in, in, yeah, Jesus. Sydney sixty-four defeated by the Suns eighty-eight. Oh, no. now, now the Suns have lost eleven games in a row. They haven't won. They're minus two hundred and fifty points in the last quarter, and something like minus one hundred and eighty points in the third quarter. How that they were able to come back from five goals, uh, six goals to one in the first quarter, it's just unbelievable. I. I couldn't believe it. I, I watched the scores happening while I was at the Essendon game. It, I couldn't believe it was happening. And then I got home and watched the replay, and I still couldn't believe it was happening. It's an unbelievable performance from the Suns, and something that we just don't expect from the Swans, because you don't see that sort of thing from Sydney. You don't see them drop these kind of games. Well, as I was watching the Collingwood game at home... Um in the bottom of the TV screen at Fox for Footy, it's got the scores that are uh, that are occurring on on uh, the other channels. And I thought I'm not about to change this game because I saw the scores. At one point, it was Sydney 41 to Gold Coast nine. So I thought I'm not going to bother with that's, that crap. That's just fine. The game was over. The game was finished. It was yeah. over. And then I completely lost interest in that tiny score card. And when I flicked it over uh, at three at three quarter time in the Collingwood game, I was shocked. This is a big result, and it's results like this that kind of keep things a bit loose in the top four. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's really interesting result. I mean, many, pe- many people think that, you know, the Pies might drop out of the top four because they've got a few tough games. They've got the Tigers this week and then the Swans the week after. But, you know, the Swans losing and the Pies winning mm-hmm. just means that, like, they get to hold on for a bit, you know, a bit longer. West Coast stays up in there as yeah. well. It just keeps things a bit loose. It's, I mean, obviously the Tigers are out and out. Favorite for the minor premiership, but you know, second, third, and fourth, it's a bit of a hot contest right now. And you know, will, will someone drop out? Will someone slip in? It's just, yeah, this is a big result. Well, if you look at their remaining fixture, they've got the Bombers this week, so the Bombers in some red hot form, Collingwood the week after, Melbourne the week after that, GWS the week after that, and then Hawthorne the week after that. That's a tough run home. Mm. They could, and with the amount of players they have out at the moment, which is a lot, all the Hannanbury's and Jackson and those guys, they could lose all of those. There's a potential that they could lose all of those if they if they play the way they do against the Sun. They, yeah. Suns, they will lose all of those. So it really does open the door up for other other teams coming in. There's a massive clash this week against Friday, uh, against um, the, the Bombers. Bombers on Friday night. Because it really is an eight-point game. Because if they lose this game against the Bombers, the Bombers come up to 40 points with uh, Sydney only on 44. So they're only one game behind a top-four side of this week. That's how close this ladder is. 
So it's really interesting to see how we can uh, expect this Friday night clash to go. Because looking at the bookies so far, the Bombers are actually going in favourites. Yeah, which so is the eleven side going in favourites against the fourth side this late in the year is very, very rare. Mm, very much so. Very strange. Uh, but you know, a lot of the Swans, um, sorry, a lot of the Suns trade in players that they've got in you know the previous years were the ones to stand up. Wits had mm. a great game. Uh, Aaron Young, who came over from Port, he actually kicked the four goals. So, you know, yeah. really good game. Um, and finally, a debut for Darcy Cameron, who has been on the fringe for oh, cracking into the Sydney time forever. He was on my super coach bench for a whole year, didn't do shit. Um, so it's good to see that he's actually played a game now that he's no longer in my side. But, Jim, you had the votes for this game. How did, did you call yes. them? Uh, I gave one vote to Lockie Weller. Good to see him finally playing some good footy. He was the the man that was traded for pick two at the end of last year. A very contentious decision from yeah, the Suns. Um, but uh, he's playing some really good footy now and he wants to be there and he's enjoying his footy, so it's good to see him uh, playing so well. I got the two votes to Stephen May, who possibly played his best game for the club. Uh, a fantastic leader and it's really good to see him uh, with so much passion after the game because he really was passionate after the game. So it's a, it's a good sign for him potentially staying at the Suns beyond 2018. Yep. Uh, and I gave the three votes to Aaron Young. Kicked the four goals, yeah. was really instrumental in them coming back. Spent some time in the midfield as well and got some important touches, but it was really up forward where he did the damage. So three votes to Aaron Young, a good start for him. Fantastic. Um, the next game we've got is a, a relatively routine contest between the Bombers 99 defeating Frio 70 started off quite odd with Frio getting uh, the better of the Bombers early. Although the Bombers were playing better, had seven shots to four in the opening turn, but uh, trailed Frio by seven. Uh, and the Bombers were extremely inaccurate for the entire contest, kicking 13-21. Yeah. Uh, really could have put, uh, put the hammer down, put a massive win on the board. Uh, didn't quite happen like that, but it was good to see the Bombers fight back from a deficit in the first half and score and kick 10 goals in the second half and also uh, get a 30-point victory, so, which was deserved. Well, well, that's well, that's the thing. I mean, um, had you gone on to lose this game, you would have had yourselves to oh, blame with, over, yeah. like, yeah, 34 scoring shots to 15. Mm. You would have had to go home and had a good long look in the mirror, and yeah. I'm sure that you would be cracking a wobbly today, but you won, so all good. But fantastic games from Fantasia yeah. oh, he's and so Zaharakis. Yeah, those guys coming back. And we've, we've missed those guys a lot, especially Fantasia. He's so important to our side. He's so quick. His goal sense is fantastic. He leads up to the ball really smart. Uh, I really like how he plays, and he's really important to the Bombers' side. So this year, he, we've won five games and lost two with him in uh, in the side. And well, that's a telling stat. That's a very telling stat. So, uh, it's really, really important that he's playing and playing well. Uh, another guy who played some great footy for, for the Bombers that went down in the second quarter, Sean, Sean McKernan. McKernan. He's done. Yeah, d- done for the season now. Ten-week hamstring injury. So d- did the did the tendon up in the upper hamstring. So his season is finished, unfortunately for him, because he really did step up when, uh, when the Bombers really needed him. Because uh, Joe Danaher, we all know, went down earlier in the season. And then we, we, we're crying out for a tall forward. So who comes and in now? 
Or, uh, or think, do you move some players around? Uh, no, Stringer comes back this week. So Stringer will be back this week. I'm thinking it might be a direct spot. James Stewart's been playing well in the VFL. I'm pretty sure they're working on... Uh, set, they sent him back to the VFL to work on something specific. So I'm not sure if he'll be back this week. But he might be, just out of necessity. But Stringer will be back. Uh, I think someone else... Uh, Travis Collier will have to go out as well. Yeah. Because uh, he's he's been playing some poor football since he came back. See, Travis Collier came back from injury, like a year-long injury, and spent two games in the VFL and was straight back in the AFL. Far too quick for my liking. So I think just get Travis Collier back into the VFL, get him playing some good footy, and then uh, work at it from there. When talking about who was the best for the, the Dockers, uh, I thought Michael Walters was, was up there. He kicked the three goals. Um, was was the one player in Fremantle's forward line that really looked dangerous yeah. the entire game. Um, a lot of the players up in Fremantle's forward line just didn't look dangerous. Uh, Lockie Neal won a, a lot of the balls. He always does against the Bombers. And he kicked a goal as well, got on the board. Um, but it was really a dominant performance by Essendon because they had 64 inside 50s to yeah. 30. So double the inside 50s. It's a massive stat. In the votes, I gave one to Brendan Goddard. He yep. had 23 touches at 91% efficiency. Those one, He did uh, have a costly turnover there. And a lot of uh, Essendon fans get frustrated with Goddard because he does have that turnover. But it's because he's going for the, the good kick because he is our best user of the football uh, in our team by quite a margin. Do you think he stays in your best 22 next year? Um. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I think he'll go on. Um, but it's 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 an interesting uh, position because Aaron Francis, who's a young gun for the Bombers, is said to be playing the exact same role for Essendon in the VFL. Uh, and Bombers play. Uh, Bombers fans are desperate to see Aaron Francis play. So if he can come in and play that role, then maybe it's uh, Goddard's time up. Maybe it's not. It's really up for the coaches to decide. Um, but Goddard, he's really he's doing everything right to play on next year because he wants to play on, and uh, if he's playing like this, he definitely should get the opportunity. Fair enough. He got you two. Um, my two votes went to Devin Smith. He got the eight coaches' vote, so was uh, clearly second best on ground from the coaches' perspective. Yep. Um, he kicked two goals. He had a ripper mark in the last quarter as well. Fantastic to see that. Twenty three kicks. He racks up the tackles. It's great to see. Um, I'm really excited by Devin Smith. He's been Essendon's number one recruit and possibly the recruit of the year overall. Potential. Um, he's got all Australian potential, in my opinion, as well. Just he's just so important to the Bombers. Uh, so he gets my two votes and the three votes. No surprise, he goes to Fantasia. Kick five goals, nineteen disposals, and ten kicks. There's just there's really no question there. So three votes to Fantasia. There you go. Did you know that uh, Essendon is actually. On the so on the weekend you fielded the second oldest team hmm. of the round. So you've got eleven. You had eleven players on field, aged between twenty six and twenty nine, and nine players with at least a hundred games experience. Hmm. Compared to yeah. compared to the Dockers, who almost fielded the youngest team of the round, but uh, Sean. Darcy's late withdrawal from the game brought in Michael Johnson, who is yeah. no spring chicken, and um, boosted up their age average a little bit. But yeah. there you go. Bombers. That's, a, that's an interesting stat, actually, because when you look at the Bombers, uh, their main core of good players, they're really quite young. 
Uh, and then it's really the players around them that, that, that are quite old when you think about it. The Sean McKernans, the Mitch Browns, the Matty Dees. Players that uh, had been in and out of the side uh, that are around that, that older mark. So that is a very interesting stat to see. All right, the next match we got is Brisbane, 88, defeated by Adelaide, 93, in a ripper contest. Uh, really enjoyed seeing Adelaide get up by five points away from home. But it's good to see how Brisbane are finally the coming of age, aren't they, really? This made my Saturday night a little bit tough in terms of being in front of the TV because I was swapping back and forth yeah, between this game and game, the uh, Geelong yeah, game because you know, the scores went back and forth, back and forth. Then, you know, the Crows would edge ahead, then the Bombers, would, then the, the Lions would catch right up. So, um, yeah, the Crows keep their slim finals hopes alive. This is this yes. is another team who is definitely on the fringe and bursting the bubble of the Brisbane Lions who might have got a little bit too much uh, head wobble off the back of last week. But, yes. you know, the Lions showing some good signs. If they, they could be a nuisance in the final legs of this year. I mean, oh, yeah. the they Magpies have them in the final two or three rounds and, like, a loss to them would be devastating. But that is a... Eddie had Stadium, not up mm-hmm. at the Gabba, but um, yeah, the Lions are showing they're showing some they're showing some signs of what what could be to come. Really, yeah, good. they could they could throw in a lot of chaos towards the end of this year, uh, and really destroy some finals hopes for for some sides or um, make some sides give away a home final spot, top four spot. So I'm really I really enjoy how the Brisbane Lions are playing at the moment as well. So their young guns are really stepping through. With it in the cluggage, I really enjoy them. Witherden is a good chance for um, Rising Star. I think so, yeah. He's close. Him, Stephenson, um, Ron... Stephenson, uh, mate. <laughs> you keep getting out of me. I'm going to keep saying Stephenson. Um, who's the other one? Witherden, uh, Stephenson, Tom, Tom Duday. Duday, who was injured yeah, in the th- concussed in the uh, third quarter. Mm. So, um, yeah, that's... Yeah, so it was good to see the Crows actually hold on with, you know, they have the, they lost... For the second week in a row, Jim's dropped his pen, so I'll just keep going. Yeah, so for, uh, in the final quarter, the Crows only had two on the bench with Murphy and Duday out as well, and they were missing Captain Tex. So it was good by the Crows to be able to hold hold on uh, in, in, in an away game. You know, they really stood up. And, uh, you know, Don Park would be pleased. Be quite pleased with this, but yeah. as should Chris Fagan, because you know, losing to an opponent of this quality, but you know, having a hot contest is, um, you know, it's really strong. I mean, in 2016, Adelaide beat the Lions by 138 points, and last year they lost by 80 points, and this year they've only lost by five. So you're really seeing the progression of this Brisbane Lions team. Mm. But I had the votes for this game. Oh, sorry. Before I do move on, uh, if anyone would like to see uh, some highlights from this game, some cracking, it was Hangar City up at the Gabba at one point where there were two absolute massive grabs taken in about 12 seconds, one of which by young Cam Rayner as well. So if you want to... Yeah, see, some great stuff there. But on to the votes now. I did have the pleasure of the votes for this game. So a bit tough, but um, I gave the one vote to Hugh Greenwood, who was actually quite fantastic on the weekend. He had the 17 disposals, but um, 
the four goals, the most of any Crow on the ground, you could say effectively kept his team in front. Mm. I mean, he had four goals, three, so he could have had an absolute bag worth of it and put the game to sleep, but didn't. I gave the two votes to young Alex Witherden, who had 31 disposals. Efficiency was absolutely fantastic. Had the four tackles and 12 marks as well. Game high for the Brisbane Lions team. He really goes for his kicks too, so to yeah, have that kind of uh, efficiency is fantastic. Well... His disposals were 26 kicks, 5 handballs. So, you know, loves to go by foot. But could not look past for the three votes. Matty Crouch, 40 disposals, uh, including four tackles as well. He just kept that Crow's engine room purring the whole night long, uh, along with Bryce Gibbs and Laird off halfback. But Crouch was just absolutely sublime. You know, his head over the ball work is just absolutely superb. He gets in there, down and dirty. He's just fantastic to watch. Good to have him back from injury. This Crow's team, very thankful to have him back from injury this year. So, you know, the Crows, they're one of those teams on the fringe, much like your Bombers. Mm-hmm. Um, they're going to be ones to watch. It's going to be great yeah. to see how the ladder forms up in the... Final few rounds of this year, Jim. Absolutely. All right, we're going to take a quick break now, and then after the break, we'll be finishing off our match reviews. Love sport? Then get stuck on sport by following us on Facebook and Twitter and subscribe to the Stuck on Sport channel on Wooshka. Don't forget to get involved in the podcast by replying to our page and ask questions that you would like answered. Welcome back, everybody. The next game we've got on the agenda is a thriller at GMHBA Stadium. Sorry. Geelong, a 100, defeated Melbourne, 98, with a kick after the siren from Zach Dewey. What a game this was. I loved it. It was great. What a contest. And it really helped my tips because now I'm quite ahead in my tipping comp. But that is a story for a different day. Goal after Soren by defender Zach Tui, who's been a bit shit in front of goals this year, to be able to produce the goods. Uh, absolutely cracking. Sink the hearts of the demons, eat a fat one. It was great. It was it, great. It was a fantastic game. Um, Hawkins, seven goals straight. How good was that? On his 30th birthday. On his 30th birthday. Great job, old boy. Maybe you'll appear in the votes. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Yes. Yes, he will appear in the votes. I think if he doesn't appear in the votes, you get the sack, Jordy. (laughs) Ah, you're going to appear in the bloody votes, Jim. It's all good. Um... Oh, that final couple of minutes, I mean, the Demons got up and you think it's all over. Then the Cats come back. Maxi Gordon goes off with 90 seconds left with the blood rule. Oh, boy. Um, Yeah, a lot to talk about in this game, which I don't think we'll have the time to discuss because I could dissect this game for hours and hours and hours, but I won't. Probably not hours and hours and hours. It's a bit of an over-exaggeration. But, um... You know, I saw a lot in this game. Very impressive. The Demons, you know, now they're also one of those sides who's slipping down the table. Mm. Will they appear in finals? We don't know. But the Cats as well. Will they make it? I mean, they're in the eight now. They're looking the goods. But can they win a day? Can they win away from Cardinia Park? We don't know. Bit of a dodgy pulled by the Cats with a free kick drawn to Dangerfield. Um who elected for a ruck contest up against Gorn and was blocked out because his opponent didn't know that he was actually in the contest. So um, that might be a rule that has to be changed come the end of the year. Yeah, the, that'll uh, be the, very, uh, electing. But um, oh, it's just great. Dangerfield looked to have um, yeah, Dangerfield looks to have set himself up for what would be an absolutely massive game. He already had yeah. like twenty. One, twenty-two disposals yeah, at half time, and you thought to yourself, "Oh this shit, is this is going to be, be absolutely massive." But then, after half time, we did pop, 
just died off a yeah. fair bit, especially in that third quarter. He didn't see a lot of the ball, and he had like three or four disposals more. But that's where Abbott stood up. Yeah, he picked up the slack, as did um, <clears throat> pardon me, Tim Kelly, um, and Mitch Duncan as well. All played. Joel jo- well. Joel Sell- yeah, really good game. The the um, you know, the catches really came together. They fed the ball well uh, to you know. Hawkins, who just capitalised on it all night. Uh, this loss to Melbourne now makes it just one win from the past 10 visits down to oh, Cardinia Park. Yeah, well, which makes it tough because <clears throat> the Cats have been bloody good down there for a very, very long time. They so, have. Uh, especially in that, that period of time over the 2007 to 2013 range. They were excellent for a very long time. So. Credit to James Harms, who was an absolute blanket on Selwood, kept him to just the 16 disposals, so, you know. Uh, and congratulations to the Demons, who overnight have confirmed that they have signed away Angus Brayshaw for, oh, fantastic. for a few more years. So uh, fantastic for him, too, because uh, he really deserved it after a fantastic year so far. Uh, and a really uh, contentious first few years at the club after some concussion issues. So good to see. Him. Oh yeah, it was absolutely fantastic. Um, yeah, uh, just this is just really good. This is just a great game, really entertaining. Heartbreak for for the demons to lose to the cats again by under a goal this year. Mm. First it was Max Gorn to miss a goal. Now it's Zach yeah, Tui to slot one away. Yeah. So. Um, Give us the votes, Joey. Well, mate, the votes. I'm going to give the one vote to uh, the little master, Gaz Ablett. He was absolutely fantastic in this game. As I said, he had the 31 disposals, so really strong game by Gaz. Uh, wasn't able to hit the scoreboard in this game. He left it up to the other boys to do that. But just really impressed by his game on on the on on the weekend, especially when Selwood was kept to a quieter one by James Harms. Really impressed with Gary. Um, I gave the two votes to Clayton Oliver. Couldn't look past him. Forty disposals, seven marks, six t- tackles. Huge game by Clay Oliver. He's going to be one of the absolute superstars of the game in the mm. future if he isn't already. If you don't consider him on already, he definitely will be. He's definitely an A-grader at the moment, and I think he's going to be in the top echelon of players very, Ooh, yeah. very soon. Just a shout-out to Tom McDonald, too, who kicked the four goals in the game as well. But mm-hmm. I could not look past who could. Tommy Hawkins, seven goals. <clears throat> Jimmy, Tommy Hawkins. I argue because I don't like Tom Hawkins very much for a very specific reason, in that I don't rate him... <laughs> Only because, you know, he played one really good game in his entire career. That was the 2011 Grand Final where he killed the Pies. But (laughs) we can make this his second good game of his career. Like, great game, Tommy, but fuck yeah, mate. Um, No, seven goals straight, slotting them from absolutely nowhere from about 50 out. He does not kick those goals. He must have been on. He must have been with the missus all day for his birthday. He was feeling good because he absolutely (laughs) came to play. So great game by Tommy Hawkins. That's where the votes go, Jimmy. Fantastic game from Tommy Hawkins. Seven goals straight is invaluable in this day and age. So kicking him him through the big sticks. Also, like, the demons have themselves to blame. You look at the scoreline. Cats yeah. were 16-4. Yeah. The Demons were 14-14. 14, 14. Kick yourself out of the game. That's what you deserve. Right. Bang. Done. All right. The next game is Carlton 52 being defeated by the Hawks. 124. Now, I think... Yuck. I think uh, we speak for everyone when we want to get through this game as quickly as possible. The Carlton just not good enough. Again, I think they're one of the worst teams I've seen play in an AFL uh, league. I, I don't recall seeing them play... Uh, a worse side. So it, that's in my time watching it, which is really since uh, around the t- early 2000s. Uh, I was looking at a stat earlier this year. Since um, 
in Fitzroy's last five seasons, they lost, they won 27 games in five seasons. Yep. So far in the last five seasons for Carlton... Oh, no. 25 games. They've won 25 games. So less than Fitzroy did in their final five seasons. Fuck. That's a that's a damning stat. Um, the Hawks are really good. They did what they have to had to do, um, and what, got a big margin. Got some percentage as well, which is going to be really important come crunch time. Um, I'll get straight into the votes because uh, we can't really spend too much time on it. Uh, one vote to Paul Piopolo. Yep, kicked the goals, did well, um, put the pressure on. Didn't really give anyone a sniff at Carlton. Um, two votes to Bruce for uh, four goals, I believe. Yeah, five goals, sorry. Um, he's up there in the race for the common medal, too. He's not, he probably won't catch him in Brown, no, but he's kicked 41 him. goals this year, yep. which uh, gives him a chance to kick 50 goals. And if anyone can kick 50 goals in a single year, that is an excellent achievement. Absolutely. So good stuff by him. And three votes to Tom Mitchell. No surprise there. 46 disposals. Um, continues to rack him up, uh, kick two goals as well. So one of those uh, performances from Tom Mitchell where he really hits the scoreboard and gets damaging disposal as well as accumulating. Two Brownlow favourites played in this game. Yep, and one got the three votes. Correct. Yeah. Cripps, great game, had the 30 disposal, kicked two goals, but Titch, just too good. Um, I mean, you you got to look at their record now, and you've got to start to question Brendan Bolton. Like, he, go, he gets off most weeks. Mm-hmm. He, he does. He gets off most weeks. When you look at how some of the other teams' coaches are treated in the media, I mean, you look at Buckley last year. He won, like, what, eight, nine games last year? And people were calling for his head. Bolton wins one game. And yeah. we, and what, we give him the load-off because they're in a rebuild? But if you look at that team, the, the amount of skill and talent on that list is very, very little. Mm-hmm. He, he's not got much to work with. So, And now even less with Zach Fisher Zach being Fisher injured and Liam Jones exactly is out, but that might be a bit of a... So. Unfortunate for the Blues, but uh, that's just the way this season's going. Well, they set the new record now for the first team to not score 100 points in their past 50 games. Yeah, yeah that's pretty bad. And their worst season record ever yeah. since the birth of the club. Oh. Anyway, yeah, that's, 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 that's enough of that. Right. That's enough, enough of that. that. Enough, enough of that. sticking the boots into Carlton. Um, the next game we got is uh, West Coast 100 defeating Bulldogs 46, doubling their score. Yeah, pretty uh, pretty run of the mill game. Yeah, another run of the mill game. Not much to talk about from this. Uh, I, I like Crozier's game for the for the Dogs. It was yeah. really good to see to see some of the Dogs players playing well. But really, uh, we saw over at Optus Stadium why the Eagles are. The best team in the competition over there, I think. Well, obviously, there's only two teams who play there as a home. No, team. I mean they play. Ah, <laughs> oh, gotcha. That's now. Oh, oh, you know what I mean. There's a bit of a no shit anyway. moment there, Jim. Oh, good. Um, Jack Darling, well and truly back from his injury, kicked another three goals this week to build on his three from last week against the Magpies. So they'd be really pleased to have him back. Uh, Josh Kennedy. Uh, had a bit of a quieter game by his standards. Although he did still kick the two kick goals. two goals, but... They had a good spread of goals. I really oh, yeah, that. yeah, yeah. So well, three goals to three. Jamie Cripps, uh, two goals to Lacra. Uh Who else Yo, did we Yo have? Yo kicked a goal. Yo well. kicked a goal. Jack yeah. Darling kicked a three. You know, one to Nathan Vardy. Um, That's much better than the Bulldogs. And, uh, the Bulldogs season now officially over. Yeah. We thought it was over before that, but now it's officially... Finished. Um, 
they've fallen a long way since 2016, haven't they? Yeah, they have. They really, they really, really have. But, um, but they're a completely different side. So it's it's a, it's interesting to see them now to a couple of years ago because they're so different. Um, that anyway. being said, the Eagles do face a bit of a it's a bit of a danger game on the weekend for them. I mean, they've got North in Hobart, no Nick Nat. Probably no Shannon Hearn because he did send Mitch Honeychurch to the hospital. Yes. So, you know, the, it's going to be interesting to see how they go without Nick Nat. Obviously, they yeah. can cover it. Um, you know, they've got Lysette, Scotty Lysette. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's going to be interesting to watch. Will they Will they be the ones to, to drop out of the top four or will they be able to hold on? Yeah, it'll be interesting. Uh, uh, it'll be interesting to see how North plays down there because it's a super important game for them to stay in touch with the top eight. And, right, um, um, sorry, just one more stat. Yeah, I've got to squeeze them. I've got to squeeze it in there. Um, the Dogs have now lost 11 of their past 12 games in their visits to Perth. Ugh. So they're not enjoying playing in Perth at the yeah, moment. Well, and, they, and they play there very often too. I'm pretty sure they play there most years. There's yeah. a few teams that sort of... End up in Perth know, a lot. Yeah, I know Essendon play there every single year. The Pies play, play there twice, twice a year. year. Yeah. I think it's the. I think because a lot of teams, Victorian clubs, there are some Victorian clubs who have some great supporters um, over there, so they play there quite often. Yeah. All right. Um, get on to the votes now. I gave one to Hayden Crozier uh, yep. for, the, for the Bulldogs. Good to see him playing some good footy. I wanted to fit him in there because he deserves it. Uh, two votes to Gaff, um, a class above in the midfield for for the Eagles. Do you uh, think he, Gaff will be coaxed away? To a Victorian team? No, I think he'll stay. Yep. Yeah, I think he'll stay. Um, and then I gave the three votes to Elliot Yo, who's playing... Yo! Yo! He's been playing some great footy. Uh, 28 touches, kicked a goal, but every single... He, he really made him count, so I really enjoyed his game. Uh, so the three votes to Elliot Yo. Great news for the West Coast Eagles as well this week with the re-signing of the Governor for five years. Oh, Mitch McGovern. There. Really? I don't want... Well, Jeremy. Jeremy totally McGovern. Jeremy. Mitch no, is in Adelaide. Oh, yeah. You know what. Yeah, dude. Jez McGovern. Five years. Hmm. Oh, fantastic effort from them then, so, to, get him, to get him five years. You know, that's heartbreak to the Fremantle Dockers who were trying yeah, to coax him, really but also were. to teams in Victoria who were trying to... I wonder what uh, Mitch McGovern now in Adelaide will do because his uh, contract situation is really up in the area as well. I don't know. I don't know. All right. The last game for the round was Port Adelaide 58, defeated by the Giants. They gave them a scare late, um, Port Adelaide. They really came home, storming home, uh, after GWS got really out of the box quickly. Um, but then uh, they put too much of a gap out, so they got out too far, really. Uh, so um, a good performance in GWS. They're really showing now that they're back in the race. They're back in the hunt. They're playing some really good footy. Uh, and uh, Port now have lost a couple of ones that they thought that they'd, they'd win. And a couple of important so, games really too important now. Games. Because so it's really interesting to see what will happen over the next couple of weeks with a Port Adelaide. Yeah, well, the Giants have just really forced themselves into the top eight now. Just burst their way in with the wins last week and this week. So, you know, they're now in sixth spot. So, mm-hmm. you know, they're tightening the, the, themselves in there and they look set to sit... Maybe set for September, maybe. Um, yeah, but so they got the dogs this week, so um, it'll be interesting to see if they can get the win on the board that they should get. Yep. That's what they should have done the last couple of weeks, though. So they weren't able to do it. So 
Uh, we'll see how they go. Yeah, but d- absolute standouts from the GWS midfield. You had Cornelio, Kelly, Whitfield and Ward all stood up with fantastic yeah. games. Uh, Port seemed to struggle a bit with our Paddy Ryder in the ruck. Uh, Dawson Simpson was able to come through, get a lot of uh, hit-outs down to the midfield. Uh, so, you know, an interesting result. Heartbreak for Port fans. Good news for Giants fans. Toby Green is back in his mojo after a long stint on the sidelines. But I had the votes for this game, Jim. I gave the one vote to Stephen Cornelio. Uh, 25 disposals for Marks. Eight tackles. Big tackle game by him. It was actually a, a team high for the Giants. And a goal as well for Steve Cornelio, Jim's ex-boyfriend. Um, because you seem to be off him now a bit. Well, he just he hasn't been playing as well. Shattering for Jimmy. Well, he hasn't been playing as well, so, you know. Shattering. The crush has gone down. <sighs> Jesus. I gave two votes to Josh Kelly, who had the 30 disposals, five tackles, and kicked three behind. If he'd kicked three goals, this might have been a different story. Could have had a massive game by uh, Josh Kelly. Uh, but I gave the... Three votes to Lockie Whitfield, who had 31 disposals. Uh, really strong game. You know, all over the park. He seemed to be everywhere. Every contest, he was there. He was mm-hmm. either picking up the loose ball, getting yeah, his head right, in and under. Yeah. So, you know, uh, the Port didn't seem to send someone to him or didn't want to send someone to him when he clearly should have had some attention because he was just too available around the contests. Yeah. And, you know... No, really, such a big ground like uh, Adelaide. Oaks. Really gave the, the Giants the edge there. I mean... Like he's just dangerous, and and if he's on on a day, he can kill you, which he did yeah. to the port. So those are the votes, Jimmy. Yep. Um, well, that's a wrap on our round eighteen of the AFL season. Really uh, interesting round, seeing how we can uh, shape up the top eight come September. Uh, I think my prediction is some of the teams that will miss out are going to be like uh, the Bombers. I think will miss out. I think. North Melbourne will miss out. I think Hawthorne might miss out as well. But that's the beauty of football. We have no idea what's going to happen over the next few weeks. This week will really shape them up. My uh, number one game that I'm looking forward to, not just because I'm a Bombers supporter, but uh, Sydney versus Essendon on a Friday night clash at, uh, at Etihad will be a massive game and have massive repercussions on the rest of the season and how the top eight is formed. Oh, yeah. Um, my Magpies have got a really tough game this week. We've got the Tigers, so it's 1v3. Should be an absolute sellout at the G. Should be a huge crowd this game. Shout out to the Tigers fans, too. They reached 100,000 members this week, the Tigers. So that's a fantastic achievement. Yeah, they um, did. Yeah. <laughs> a fantastic achievement. Uh, great to get that, that many members. Uh, we'll see how they can back it up next year if they don't win the flag. But uh, a great achievement, nonetheless. So yeah. I think they should be getting uh, ninety thousand there at the at the G. Otherwise, I won't be very impressed. Yeah, credit to the Tigers. You know, with all those three game memberships, and uh, <laughs> you know that bandwagon is really, really heavy at the moment. Um, some other good games to look forward to. Bottom of the table clash this week, Jim. We've got Gold Coast and Carlton up at Metricon. The clash. They're gonna pants the Carlton, aren't they? Probably. Uh, if, they, if they smash them, it'll be hilarious. Oh, well, it won't be hilarious for Carlton fans, but it'll be funny. Also, another interesting game that is—it's uh, the rematch between the Crows and the Demons. Mm. Uh, this time is at the Adelaide Oval. It's seventh v twelfth. This is another game that can really yeah. shape up. It might bring the Demons out of the eight. It might boost the Crows' chances of playing finals. So, yeah. it's going to be an interesting week. It's going to be and actually just. Having a look around the grounds, it's going to be a bit of a tricky week to um, 
the tip in yeah. some games. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be a very interesting week, uh, and there's some really big games going on. Uh, so uh, that, that's the wrap on the show this week. Thank you very much, John, for coming in. Every week, mate. My pleasure. pleasure I love it. Always. All right, next week we might have our good friend Brendan back. So it'll be good to have The him Bock, the we, BOC. Get him. So hopefully next week we get Brendan O'Carroll back. So uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. We'll see you next week. Tigers are going to win the Premiership in 2000. What a ball! What a ball! Sensational! And the dollar to Curley, back to the